Okay, so just a little disclaimer for this episode. We've tried out a new thing where we're recording different sections on different days to try and give you episodes more consistently. Uh, We did run into some hiccups, and there was some issues with Zach's and Chance's microphones for different segments, but we've tried to clean up the audio as best we can. Hopefully, it will not happen again. Enjoy the episode. All right, welcome to episode 78, technically, more of a mini-sode of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Uh, my name is Pat. Right now, I'm joined by Chance. What's up? Uh, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are actually a bi-weekly gaming podcast, but what we've decided to do recently is to try and do mini-episodes on the off-weeks, because there's been a lot of news. It's kind of experimental right now, so you know, right now, I'm joined by Chance, we might have somebody else come in later on if we're discussing something else, and all of it will be stitched together seamlessly. So whenever you're listening to this, we have recorded it on different days. So holy crap, did you see that PS5 reveal and price? I can't believe it's $700. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so right now we're going to be focusing on talking about Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. I think I got the order of those names right. Yeah. Um, we did talk a little bit about it last week when it was Gamescom. They had their like story trailer. Uh, they did do a little bit of it in the NVIDIA next-gen graphics card thing where they showed off ray tracing. But now this is the full you know, multiplayer, what everybody wanted to know. So they had like a little, uh, would you say like an event with a bunch of YouTubers and streamers and everything? Yes. So after they went through their list of um, new features and the new things that were added... They had a little bit of a celebrity, um, whether they were pro gamer, just, you know, YouTube celebrity or Twitch streamer all together, just having, you know, just pretty much playing a match in one of their new maps. So it was kind of rough to watch because I think the stream wasn't very good quality and some of it was lagging. So, yeah, because like I think they were able to download uh, like an early build of the game to play on. So they're playing locally. But then they're streaming themselves, and then I was watching the official Call of Duty stream, so it was a stream within a stream, so like double the artifacts and degradation and everything, so obviously it'll look much better when you're actually playing it. But let's kind of just jump into it. So uh, multiplayer, what is new this time around, or like what really excites you about this one? Well, first of all, the range of map locations, um, they mentioned the Black Sea, uh, Anola Deserts, Moscow, and Miami South Beach. So very wide range of maps. Very big, they look like, because I think a lot of them support like vehicles and stuff like that. Also, some of the new modes they included was a 6v6 VIP escort, which looks like um, you'll have five teammates, and then one of them will spawn in as a, a escort that it just has a decked out pistol. And your team is trying to escort you to, a, to one of two locations, and the other team is trying to stop you. And by stopping them would be killing their VIP, and then the round would end, and then, you know, you flip sides. Um, uh, and then the other one they mentioned was the 12v12 combined arms, which is just like a huge, you know, 40-player objective-based fire team game that has vehicles, you know, kind of like a Battlefield, essentially. Also, they mentioned uh, objective-based fire team. Yeah, the fire team, ten teams. So it's very sandbox-style multiplayer. There are also missions throughout the game, so you're doing different things all the time. It seems really interesting, very different. Um, I was watching some of the gameplay. They didn't really show any of the fire team stuff, right? It was mostly just VIP and combined arms that they showed. Yeah, they showed a little snippet. Um, of the VIP, even the combat ours, they just showed vehicles being used. Um, yeah, so in the fire team, they literally just talked about it, gave it a name, but yeah, they didn't really give any like super detail. I'm sure they're going to do that in the upcoming weeks, maybe. Yeah, um, VIP kind of seemed interesting. Uh, it reminded me a little. There's a VIP game mode in Halo, uh, which you just get more points for killing the VIP. It's not like you have to protect them. It's like each team has a VIP. So this is slightly different. Um, I did see a couple of games where it was like, cause when you die, it's like you get downed. Is that just in VIP or is that in all the game modes? Yeah. So 
they essentially, I think that's just in VIP, or it might be a perk or something, possibly, for, I'm not sure, but it makes sense for the VIP, so if you get gunned down immediately, you're not instantly dead in the round ends, like, that'd be too quick, so I think the VIP does get, like, a down state, I don't know if they can crawl, I'm, I'm hoping they can crawl or something, so they can get out of the firing, you know, um, you know the crossfire um and then you know they can be revived by a teammate so they can continue so you know so the vip isn't super easily taken out you know so although i did see a couple of game modes where the first person on the the team that died was the vip and the round just ended yeah Uh, and it's like all these youtubers and people playing like people who are really good at call of duty so like some of these shots were like ridiculous like sniping across the map like just barely seeing someone uh obviously the actual game with like normal people playing is not going to be, or at least when I'm playing is not going to be like that. Yeah. I mean, I would think that the pro players or the people who like to uh, play on a higher level would be more methodical when, you know, going around a map or, you know what I mean? Or the, you know what I mean? Like they would actually do some kind of like tactical maneuver, you know, have a couple people go up ahead and, you know, kind of scout out and then they follow, you know what I mean? Kind of thing where obviously if you're playing mm-hmm. a bunch of randos, you know, people are just like, okay, well I'm just going to run off and do my own thing. I hope the VIP survives. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of thing. So, um, yeah. Then obviously the thing everybody cares most about in call of duty is create a class. Now this does work a little differently than it did before. Yes. Um, so obviously they have different systems and stuff, but it looks like the way they went was they call it the slog based loadout system. So you can have up to four different wild cards. Um, one of them was you can have your primary weapon have up to eight attachments, which is kind of crazy. So you can have a decked out primary weapon. Some of them let you have more perks. So essentially you can change it up how you like it. See a person like I like having a decked out gun and just being able to like, you know, do a bunch of, you know, shoot down range and be able to, you know, be effective from multiple ranges, not just, you know, the one that gun is better for. Also, they mentioned how Gunsmith is going to be very similar to the other Modern Warfare, where every gun has, like, 54 attachments, and they all change the stats of the gun so they work differently, so you can kind of mix and match different combinations to get the gun feeling how you want it to feel. It's a lot of, like, customization in how you play. Yeah, which is, which is always great. Also, um, they talked about the score streaks, which are very interesting. They persist uh, past death. So, um, so essentially, what that means is score streaks. You're gonna have to get like 20 to 40 kills to use them. Like they're gonna be like a lot of kills if you have them ex- selected, because obviously you can um, keep them past death. But at least there's no more like, oh, geez, I was like you know one or two away. I thought that was really cool and really interesting. OBC, cool to see how that works out. Yeah, it'll definitely help me get some of the higher score streaks because i like never do maybe they talked about it or not but i was kind of like half paying attention but how does that work with uh because like in the normal call of duty if you die it resets so now you can get another like uav or whatever with the the three kills how does that work with no deaths does it just keep cycling or i think it it does cycle so essentially that would make sense for you to have like your three kill streaks or maybe with a wild card maybe you can have a fourth um i'm not i'm not 100 on that but essentially yeah you earn your points and you get your um your kill streak and then once you read that re- once you use the one on the top then it you reset back down and they also mentioned that there's also some kind of cooldown so maybe if some if you're someone who's running like a bunch of low level kill streaks and you're cycling through them really quick maybe you won't be able to spam them and you know that could ruin the game so yeah definitely. It, it can kind of like um you know if you have someone just running uav and counter uav and like you know the kind of like lower streaks that'd be kind of ridiculous and unfair but um obviously I also mentioned there's kill streaks that counter other kill streaks um which is i think has always been a thing but like you know maybe it might be more so in this game hopefully that'll make things better because there are sometimes when you play a game of call of duty and then you see everyone summoning planes and like it's just fucking crazy like you have they have, they have like two or three people on their team that has like you know 20 plus kills without dying and it's like non-stop one team's getting destroyed bombarded with bombs and getting killed by helicopters <laughs> so hopefully that fixes yeah. that problem they did say they uh completely overhauled movement too so now it kind of makes it um more realistic but like not as unfair too so whenever you start sprinting there's like a small burst of speed and then you kind of settle into your normal sprint speed uh when you're sliding it at the end of a slide you'll transition to a crouch position so those people who are just running around sliding firing from the hip and drop shotting and all that stuff 
won't be that big of a thing now because I think they also said like if you drop shot, you get out of uh, aiming down the sights. It'll go back to hip fire, so you'll be less accurate. Yeah, I mean, I obviously, I, I think it also depends on the kind of gun you're using as well. Um, for example, if you're using a light machine gun or a pistol, you're going to move really fast. Um, you're going to be able to aim down sights very quick. Um, if you're using like a sniper rifle, you will, maybe you won't be able to aim down as fast. Maybe you'll move a little slower, but not compared to someone who's using an LMG or a rocket launcher. You know, they'll move the slowest. Maybe with the different attachments, might be able to compensate for some of that. But yeah, I think the movement's like it's still going to be somewhat fast-paced, but um, will vary depending on um, type of guns you use as well. So, out of everything they kind of talked about the new stuff, what's what's the thing that excites you the most? I would say like the maps. I'm the one that was um, first shown, the ones with the battleships, and it was kind of like domination, um, where. Uh, it just at least that map gave you the option of it had zip lines going between the battleships and if you wanted to if you were someone like me personally who likes to be more of like on the ground playing the game um you had that option up on those battleships but then on the outer banks where there were points to capture there were um smaller vehicles like boats that you can get in and they had guns on them and they're underneath and on the sides and the corners of the map and you can play that you know that vehicle gameplay if you want that you could also go in the water and under the water like exactly you could be under underwater shooting a sniper exactly so i mean that's kind of cool because you can kind of hide under the if you see a boat come through i mean obviously a boat would light you up in two seconds but you can actually go under the water they can't see you and pop up behind them and then shoot them from behind so maybe vehicles may not be amazing on that but i don't really know like i may maybe there may be more counterplay i guess is what i'm trying to say but um like, I don't know. I'm just excited. Like, obviously, they're swimming. And like I said, that's part of the maps being bigger. And like they mentioned on the, the Miami beach map where you could actually go into the water, like out into the beach and get onto ships in there. So like and like flank, like it's kind of crazy. Like you can kind of like you don't have to go down the main street. Yeah. And then they said it is going to be both cross gen and cross uh, platform. So, you know, if you're playing on a PS4, you can play with PS5 people. You can also play with Xbox xbox series x pc like everybody can play together no matter what system you're on uh, and then there's going to be free post-launch content new maps and stuff uh, and then uh, battle pass stuff uh, but they are going to kind of like uh, add in warzone with call of duty black ops cold war right yeah it seems like they're just going to add all the guns like the items and essentially add like the maps like they're going to essentially change like come out with a new map that's more uh, like cold war era I'm guessing that's going to implement all the maps that are going to be in the new Call of Duty. So, and everything's going to kind of like <laughs> go back into the past, I guess. Uh, so I don't know how that's going to be, but um, yeah. And that's still going to be free to play, right? So yeah, I'm assuming you don't have to buy Cold War to get all the Cold War stuff in Warzone. Um, I would think not, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? A, with them? Yeah, there's not a definite confirmation yet but i assume that's how it'll be just like how fortnite and everything does it like they'll add like a warzone battle pass or something or they might give you extra stuff if you have warzone but you'll still get most of that stuff for free speaking of next gen so there is an upgrade system in place but it is kind of wonky black ops cold war on uh, xbox one and ps4 is the standard 59.99 if you want to get it for next gen it is 69.99 so they are the second publisher to do the uh, $10 upgrade after 2k did it for NBA 2k uh, which is weird because like it's the yearly yearly release publishers that are that are doing this but like Ubisoft and CD Projekt Red are giving free upgrades so it is a little counterproductive but basically what what you can do is if you are going to be waiting a little bit before you get next gen because this does come out on the 13th and we know we'll talk about this a little bit later but we know that the Xbox Series X comes out on the 10th so you can just get the standard Series X version if you're only going to be playing on Series X, and then you will not be able to downgrade to uh, the Xbox One version if for some reason you have a situation where you have like both consoles still. Um, there is a bundle that is available for $69.99, so uh, obviously it'll probably be better just to get that bundle versus just getting the the regular Series X version because this way you get the the Xbox one version, whether like you need it or not, like it's better to have it instead of getting just the, the series X version and not being able to have access to it. Uh, you can upgrade from the PS4 physical version to the PS five 
physical version for like probably a $10 upgrade or something, but you cannot do that on Xbox. Uh, on Xbox, if you have the physical Xbox One version, you will not be able to upgrade to the Series X version. You have to get the digital to be able to do that, the cross-gen bundle. Actually, the physical Xbox Series X version includes both the Xbox Series X and the Xbox version of the game on the disc. The PS5 version does not include the PS4 version. So <laughs> It's so got, confusing. Yeah. And then obviously they, there's no way to upgrade from a physical version to a digital version for next gen. So if you end up getting the Xbox Series X, which again, we will talk about later because they just announced that this week. If you get the Series X or if you get the PS5 digital version, but you have the, the Xbox One or the PS4, you need to get the digital version to upgrade to that. You will not be able to go from physical to digital. So yeah, it seems like the best version to get is just the digital bundle version. That way you, you have everything. Uh, it will cost you $10 more, but this way you're set in case you upgrade or... Yeah, most games are going that price range anyway. That's 70 75 bucks. so... Yeah. Might as well get used to it now, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll still have cross-play, so you're still being able... You're still be able to play with everybody. I'm assuming it'll function just like uh, Modern Warfare did, where if you're using a controller, it'll pair you with other people using a controller, even if they're on PC... And then if you're using keyboard and mouse, it'll pair you with other people using keyboard and mouse, even if they're on console. That, that was a, one of the best systems I've ever seen of crossplay. So yeah, it seemed to work pretty well. And then um, it will support 120 hertz on next gen. So um, they haven't specifically said the Series X. They did say PS5 because they have that marketing deal. But anything that's going to be run, ran on the PS5 is going to run on the Series X because the Series X is more powerful. Uh, so they said 4K, uh, 120 FPS. They didn't say both at the same time. So I'm assuming if it's 120 FPS, it will be upscaled to 4K. Uh, they will also support hardware-based ray tracing on next-gen consoles. They didn't say what that was, whether that was reflections, lighting in general, or if that was just shadows like it was for Modern Warfare. I'm assuming it's just shadows because... That's not as taxing, and I cannot see this game running at 120 FPS with ray tracing uh, enabled, so take that what you will. Um, and then finally, they did say this is PS5 exclusive because of you know the controller. Uh, they will support haptic feedback, so different guns will feel different when you're pulling the trigger, um, and then you might get more resistance or you know the haptics will feel different. Um, and then obviously uh, 3D audio is also supported on next gen. Uh, we know PlayStation kind of talked up their 3D audio engine, but the Xbox Series X also has 3D audio engine. So I'm assuming both of those will be very similar until you send your pictures of your ear to Sony and then they, <laughs> they have your profile. Yeah. <laughs> but then you're on their, um, their database, their, their database. And I don't know if you want yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Overall, it's Call of Duty. It's this with the Halo delay. This is the next gen shooter. We don't really have another one, which is weird because in past generations, you know, we had a Battlefield and a Call of Duty coming out, usually two competing shooters. Um, in this case, now you just have Call of Duty and then you have all the free to play games like Fortnite and uh, Apex uh, and uh, Siege, which are also getting, I guess, Siege isn't free to play yet, but all those games are getting uh, next gen upgrades. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, one last thing they, uh, I guess, to mention is they did um, tease zombies for those who love zombies. I like doing it every once in a while, but I can't help when I'm doing it that uh, I feel like I'm not progressing in multiplayer, so I don't play too much of it. But yeah, it's there. They hinted it, so. Yeah, I've never been super into zombies, but it's nice that it's there. And uh, this one does include a campaign as well. So, you know, you're getting campaign, you're getting battle royale, you're getting multiplayer and zombies. So I think this is going to be the biggest like the most stuff packed into a Call of Duty game. I, I'm, I'm assuming this will do well, just like it always does, but, you know, more Call of Duty, so yep. why not? All right, welcome back, everybody. I just seamlessly transitioned from that. If you were listening, you did not notice anything except me saying this sentence. But now <laughs> we are back. We we got Chance. Chance. And Zach. Uh, Zach was actually here the whole time during that last topic, but he chose not to speak. This is the problem now, because you guys have recorded a topic that me and Rick were not present for. And now it's like, oh, now we're just going to keep going. 
with the podcast. Why is that a problem? It just doesn't feel right. It's 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 experimental. We're trying it out. He's so, so okay. like okay. he's so okay. like all about himself. Like, what is up with that? I'm just saying he's selfish. You're you're shellfish. Is what you I'm are. Shellfish. Yes. Yeah. How dare you? Six percent of the population is allergic to you. <sighs> That's a true fact. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that Call of Duty conversation. Huh? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I had so much to say about it can't believe dumbledore is a playable character i know right but, it's yeah. unbelievable they got him though all right <laughs> but anyway now we will be talking about the ubisoft forward we will be talking about all the news uh since they didn't like the last forward didn't really have like the e3 level news in it they've kind of split up their announcements and we'll only kind of hit the highlights here we won't talk about everything so the first thing i want to talk about is immortals phoenix rising uh, the game formerly known as Gods and Monsters, and I hate the new name. To be fair, I wasn't really a big fan of the old name either. I like Gods and Monsters. You knew you were getting. You knew you were going to get gods. You're getting you gods you and get monsters. monsters. Yeah, sure. I guess now I'm getting immortals and a rising phoenix, but not actually phoenix. Like uh, it's it's weird. Yeah. So uh, this is basically Assassin's Creed Odyssey plus Breath of the Wild without the weapon degradation, and that fucking sounds awesome to me. Uh, They basically re-revealed the game. They showed a new trailer. They kind of showed the tone and everything and uh, actual gameplay. Because the first time, I think it was only like a cinematic trailer when they first revealed it. Was that at E3 last year? I think so. That sounds right. Yeah, it might have been. And this this game was supposed to come out February of 2020, by the way, before they delayed it. I don't remember that. I don't remember anything nowadays. They they announced a date of February. And then uh, I think it was Breakpoint came out. And got like fours because of that they delayed everything so i think watchdogs was supposed to come out in may this was supposed to be february and then we were supposed to have valhalla as the big fall game but now everything got pushed back so this actually moved to the end of the year we'll talk about the date in a second um but the story is basically you play as phoenix a winged hero on a quest to free the gods of olympus from a curse uh, players will wield godly powers and ancient weapons to battle towering mythological creatures across a fantastical land called the golden isle and uh they did they were they gave actually uh, some press uh i don't know how they played it but i think they played it remotely uh, they gave them a copy to like test out and then they were able to capture footage. So there's actually a decent amount of footage available of this game online. And um, one of the things I noticed was it, the map does seem very breath of the wildy where there it's, it's like different sections. It's kind of a mix between breath of the wild and odyssey. And that's kind of like the whole thing about this game. Uh, but there is a section in the middle called like the gates of Tartarus or something that is very much the Ganon's castle of this game. So I'm assuming it's just like Breath of the Wild, where at any point, if you feel like you can take on the main bad, you can go take on the main bad, which which is nice. I, I dig that mechanic in Breath of the Wild, and I'm going to try and just mainline the, the guy right away. <gasps> My level one Phoenix going right for the, the main right bad. For the, right for the big bad. We'll see how that goes. I mean, you could do, just do what you did in, uh, I think it was Odyssey, where I watched you like just stand on the roof and shoot arrows. At oh yeah, definitely. it's like level forty-five <laughs> yeah. mercenary for like it was a good forty-five minutes, and you finished it. Like I did it. Shoot like three or four arrows at him, and then hide, and then he like jumps on the roof, and then I get to the ground and just keep going away. It was the most painfully boring gameplay I'd ever seen. But, but you know what? I killed him, and I got that level five armor that I could not use because I was not level five yet. But yeah, this game comes out December 3rd. Uh, It'll come to Stadia, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. They also said it is coming to to Series X and PS5 with a free upgrade, but they didn't really say if that's going to be like right away or if that's going to come later on. Uh, I hope it's right away because we'll have the new consoles by then. So I would love to play this on the new consoles. What about you guys? Does this interest you at all? Uh not particularly obviously like the like having to be ac post breath of the wilds an interesting concept but i it, it, i wasn't ever really particularly interested in it so breath of the wild did pretty well so i feel like uh if it's if this is like an improvement on that i'm sure people are going to play it you know because breath of the wild 2 isn't going to come out this year that it is not 
Um, yeah, but that's the thing. They, they, they can learn from what they did with Odyssey and from what Breath of the Wild did. And not having weapon degradation is a huge plus. Hopefully it doesn't rain every fucking three minutes in this game either. Right. But yeah, it is very much, mechanically, it is Breath of the Wild. It's mostly exploration. They do have, uh, I think they call them rifts, uh, which is basically the, the this game's version of a shrine. And you do have a lot of different powers. So you get wings. You can use like uh, basically the magnetism from Breath of the Wild. A lot of that stuff is in this game just under um, kind of like the, the veil of Greek mythology. So, you know, I love Greek mythology. I loved Odyssey. I loved Breath of the Wild. And a marriage of all those three sounds awesome to me. So I am totally down for... I wish they had just kept it Gods and Monsters, but I'm totally down for Immortals Phoenix Rising. The next game that we're going to talk about here is uh, The Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time Remake. A game that just last week, <laughs> Zach had challenged, is not going to happen. And it is happening. We don't, we don't need to talk about this. <laughs> we really don't. They're, uh, they're saying this is a full-scale remake of the 2003 Prince of Persia game in the Assassin's Creed engine. Uh, it will release on January 21st, 2021 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. There is no next-gen version planned, but it will be playable on the next-gen consoles via backwards compatibility. So that's kind of an odd move. You'd think that they would just do a next-gen version, but... Based on what we've seen of gameplay so far, this does not look like a a current-gen remake. It, it looks very much like a PS3 360 game. Yeah, they still got work to do. Yeah. Um, although the original Sands of Time was a great game, and if they're keeping the story intact and then just they're making quality of life improvements in a new engine, that'll do well. They just yeah, they need to make it look a little better. I think it is mostly a half-step between... A remake and a remaster that they're kind of just using to like gauge interest in the Prince of Persia IP. Yeah. And then if this does well, hopefully we get a next gen Prince of Persia game. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I'm like, they come out with this, and then if people like it or they're interested, then yeah, there they go. They can, you know, then there'll be a new one. Come on, just do Splinter Cell too. Come on, Ubisoft. In fact, while you're at it, Ubisoft, why don't you go ahead and make Bioshock? Because 2K doesn't want to. So, yeah, just get on that and then release that whenever you can. <laughs> Come on. Somebody make Bioshock. Come on. But, uh, yeah, and then there was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, uh, Complete Edition. So this will be coming 20, holiday 2020 to PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Uh, there is no next-gen version that they announced, but, you know, just like Prince of Persia, you'll be able to play it via backwards compatibility. It is a bit of a cult classic game, and there was kind of an uproar when it was delisted a while ago. So it's nice to see you know people who are fans of the game have access to that. I'm not sure if this means anything for the franchise. I don't see this being like a, a thing like Prince of Persia where they're gauging interest in the IP. I think this is just a to win some goodwill back. Yeah, 100%. Especially with kind of the... All the stuff with Ubisoft that... Yeah, they've been getting a lot of bad press, so this is kind of just going to be like one of those things where, hey, like you guys can kind of love us again a little bit. So, <laughs> And then uh, they did announce a brand new game, which I was not expecting during this forward, uh, Riders Republic. Uh, it is an all-new outdoor sports playground massive multiplayer game. There you go, Zach. It's so this, is, this, is up, this is up Zach's alley right now. This is definitely up my alley. Are you serious? BMX, snowboarding, base jumping, skiing, all that stuff. Flying wingsuit. That's like all for me, man. I love that stuff. And they said it's going to include a full career mode, and you'll be able to have races that feature more than 50 riders on screen simultaneously, and that it will run at 60 FPS. Yeah, so. it looks dope. I'm, for a second when they were showing it, I thought this was like, oh my god, this is like extreme sports battle royale. Was <laughs> initially <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> Yeah, you're like flying down the mountain and essentially like there's like an avalanche behind you or that's the storm or something. So like if you get caught in that, you like die or whatever, or like you just get caught up in it or something like that. So they did say it is competitive. So I don't know, maybe they might have like a battle royale type mode in here where it's like the the more crazy shit you do, the longer you stay in the round or something. I don't know. Yeah, they could have it be like, oh, you have to reach like a certain minimum like points total 
or something by pulling off like trick moves or something or something like that yeah. or have it be like a straight race down the mountain. Yeah, it does remind me a lot of, didn't they have that other game that was similar to this where it was like mostly snowboarding, but then you could switch to like flying a wingsuit and stuff? I forget what it was called, but it was supposed to be like, yeah, like extreme sports. I don't know. I Obviously, I don't think it did very well, but I don't remember what it was called. Steep. Steep, yeah. Uh, That's what it was called, yeah. And that came out in 2016. In my mind, I can only think of like SSX, and I'm like, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, this seems like a kind of reworking of the mechanics of that game because I don't think that was like massively multiplayer online or anything. And then I'm not sure if that even had a career mode. I think that was just like free skating or challenges or something like that. Um, but this does come out, um, Riders Republic does come out on February 25th, 2021. And it'll be on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and Stadia. Coming to everything. Uh, not really my cup of tea, but we'll see. We'll see how well it does. And then uh, there were some other minor announcements throughout the forward. So we did learn that Aiden Pierce will be coming to Watch Dogs Legion. Let's go! He wasn't really the best character overall. He's obviously, if you don't know, he's from the first Watch Dogs game. He was the protagonist there, and he was kind of like a generic revenge story protagonist. Yeah, he's very bland personality. Had the same emotional tone for everything. Not a lot of character development there, but nah. if Legion is more you know geared towards like the wackiness side of it, then if they want to develop his character a little more, that's totally cool. I assume he'll be like a uh, a high or a rare character or something that you can recruit. He's like, yeah, he's like DLC or something. I think, I think they did say he's free post launch. What free? Are you sure you heard that right? I thought I could have swore he was DLC and he had like his own. Yeah. I don't know if he's free. I'm sure you have to pay something. There is free DLC for a lot of Ubisoft games. Yeah. I I don't doubt that it could very well be free. I just know they said specifically it would be DLC. Yeah. Um, they, They said post launch, but, and then, you know, if this does well or, you know, maybe, they have plans to bring other famous Ubisoft characters as like operatives or people you can recruit like uh, Sam Fisher or, you know, somebody from Rainbow Six or something. Like Dokebi. Dokebi would be really good. She's always hacking on her phone. Watch Dogs has always done kind of stuff like that because I remember in like um, in Watch Dogs 1, I think it was, one of like the side missions or something you actually like killed like a Ubisoft like executive or something. Like he was like no, was- in the game or Watch Dogs 2, you actually broke into you broke into Ubisoft branch and uh, stole a video for an unreleased game, which they were hinting at, which never actually became a real game, but that was like their setup, like that was their marketing yeah. for that game. <laughs> I can't remember if it was Watch Dogs 1 or 2 where they were talking about like an executive for like some company like in-game went missing. Yeah, that was... Was, uh, it, was it... Was that Watch Dogs It wasn't Ubisoft, it was Abstergo. That's they right. were connecting the worlds of yeah. Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. Yeah. yeah. There's like an Abstergo executive or something that went missing. Also, in a seven and a half minute trailer, they announced the Siege World Cup. And uh, they also said Siege is coming to next gen and will support 120 FPS. So, yeah. don't care about the World Cup at all, but I'm totally down for uh, 120 I think, FPS. Siege I think the World Cup gen. is an interesting concept. Just because, like, a lot of stuff, like, in gaming right now, as far as, like, the professional circuit or something, it's very, like, kind of what they talked about it from, like, a soccer standpoint, which is obviously, like, the connection they were making in the World's Cup, where it's, like, club-based, so you're not obviously representing your country. So I think as a concept, it's cool just to kind of get that, like, nationalism kind of thing going on. Oh, yeah, because we really but, uh, want more yeah. of that. <laughs> okay, not, not, that, not that kind of nationalism. <laughs> not in a negative sense, but more of just like, oh, hey, I'm representing my country as a professional my country's better than your country hey maybe if the olympics never come back because of this pandemic then <laughs> the video games will be the new over yeah <laughs> and then uh finally they also said uh assassin's creed odyssey will support 4k 60 fps on series x um this is actually kind of a big deal because before like i think it was back in after the first ubisoft forward they mentioned assassin's creed odyssey will be at least 30 fps at least yeah, so people <laughs> like they're just trying to, you know, make it sound like it'll be more than 30, but it 
we can expect it to only be 30 for an open world game. And people are like, maybe next gen isn't as big of a leap as we thought, but then they confirmed, yeah, it is 4k 60 FPS on series X. Uh, they didn't say anything about PS five yet. I assume it'll be 60 FPS, just not 4k, but yeah, it'll be nice to play a assassin's creed on a console at 60 FPS, because I don't think that's ever happened. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe one of the, Assassin's Creed 3 remaster or something like that might have been 60 FPS, but a mainline game at launch has not been 60 no, FPS on. It hasn't. Yeah, I think uh, Unity was 13 FPS <laughs> at some point. Oh, yeah, Unity was so bad. Like, it was Unity, so bad. Unity had like the worst launch ever. Yeah. Like, it was terrible. Like, they did fix that game in the end, and then they gave you free DLC, so. Yeah, they did. I mean, they. I was fine with that. So that was pretty much all the major stuff from Ubisoft Forward. Um, any thoughts overall, you guys? Prior to the Forward, Ubisoft did tweet out a statement um, or like a video from the CEO that was just like, "Hey, Yves Guillemot." Yeah, I didn't want to butcher his name, but yeah, Eve. Uh, like, or at least like it was like a four-minute video or something of kind of him saying, like, basically going over kind of like the structural changes that would need to happen at Ubisoft to like have better equality and things of that nature. I don't know. It was just weird that could, that could have just as easily been put into the forward where more people were probably going to see it in the forward than they would. That's, that's the thing though. <laughs> they yeah. don't want the bad press in their ad. I know, but like, <laughs> but it's more of like a PR optics and like, I understand that it's bad press, but like if you're going to release a statement saying, Hey, we need to do these things. We're working on it. It would almost be like, it would be better to do that like in the forward but like i understand you're hyping up everything you're doing so you don't want the sour moment in your forward but but that also shines light on that sour moment because a lot of casual people who are going to be like just tuning in for this forward because they're like oh the new i I don't know there was not much that people like the casual viewer would be tuning into this forward for but right exactly um, that's my point but like the people who would tune in that don't like there's people who are not in tune with the gaming industry that have no idea about all the harassment and everything that's gone on at ubisoft the uh the whole thing about not having female uh led games and all that stuff like all that they're trying to not shine a light on that they want to address it but they don't want to address it to everybody because there are people who don't know about it which is a dick move but yeah i get that from a business standpoint but like i don't know i it sat with me the wrong way personally especially for someone who like really loves ubisoft and all the games they do obviously hearing that that kind of stuff was occurring there it it didn't it rubbed me the wrong way the statement was perfectly fine i think he said everything you would have needed to say i thought the statement was perfectly fine it was just kind of like the way it was presented and then like people were tweeting like why wasn't this in the forward and the Ubisoft Twitter account, they were like responding. They're like, "Oh, it was like a timing issue, and due to these constraints, and it was just like a completely bullshit response." Like at that point, I would have just you not responded to those people, and <laughs> just yeah. instead of giving us this BS excuse. But yeah, I mean, I t- totally understand both sides of it. Like, yeah, it should have been in the forward, but I understand why it wasn't. Yeah, um, I the get why. First it step, obviously, is addressing it, which is what they've done. Uh, yeah. Now they just need to show that they're going to hold to their words. So. Yeah. yeah. Actually act on these things rather than having empty words. Yeah. They didn't show us like a video of their studio, like, and there no, not being any sexual harassment or anything. They don't need to send us a video, but it'd be nice to see <laughs> a 24 like, hour live feed of their fucking studio. Why don't we just leak God. everything on a live stream 24 <laughs> seven? Doesn't look like there's any sexual harassment, but is that is that a Splinter Cell game they're working on? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't anything too particularly interesting. I mean, I I found Immortals, like the re-reveal of that, uh, to be the most compelling thing, but uh, nothing really E3 worthy. So they did yeah, say well, another forward is coming. They didn't tell us when. I expect it to probably be, what, October, maybe early November, maybe a last here's match stuff on Valhalla and then here's the rest of the stuff on Far Cry or something. Right. Yeah. I don't expect anything else major. Plugging along to, uh, all the major Xbox news that happened. There's a lot of it. So bear with us. So, uh, basically at the very end of labor day, uh, Brad Sams, who is like a 
reporter slash leaker for a lot of Microsoft related stuff. Uh, he talks about like the new surface tablets and stuff like that leaked the first images of the Xbox series S with a two ninety nine price point, uh, which is crazy. Cause we knew there was rumors. It was like, Obviously, it was going to happen because so many people were talking about it, but it was never something that was officially addressed by Microsoft, even though the packaging leaked that mentioned uh, this controller works on the Series X and the Series S. Like It, it was still something that they never addressed. And uh, this guy found, I'm, I'm assuming what it was happening was, because uh, later on, Phil Spencer said, you know, he's really proud of the team for getting together and getting all this stuff out this week because originally all of this was planned for next week. So I'm assuming they were working with like a third party company on all the graphics for the commercial that we saw and somebody somewhere leaked that image to somebody. And then somehow Brad Sam's got an, got hold of it. And then he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to let this out. Uh, so it was literally like that night he released it and then props to the Xbox marketing team because they were on point that night at like midnight. They, they tweeted out the uh, awkward looking puppet meme. Yeah. Is there a name for that? No, no, it's just like, yeah, it's like that, uh, oh, it's not quite a monkey, is it? It's like a little... It's some sort of, like, children's Children's puppet. toy, yeah, and it's just kind of like, yeah. it looks at the screen, and then it kind of, like, looks away. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah. shit, like, I've been oh, yeah. out. Oh, God. <laughs> That's hilarious. So they, they tweeted just that at midnight, and then at three in the morning, they're like, you know what, let's just make it official. Right. Here's the Series X, it is two ninety nine. it's the smallest Xbox ever. And fucking... 3 a.m. on the night of Labor Day, they were able to get that. I mean, it is just a tweet, but I'm sure like it had to go through like eight levels of people and yeah, probably Phil Spencer had to look at that before it got approved to just announce. So, I yeah. would have loved. I would have just loved if it was like the Xbox marketing and social media team just going rogue and they're just like, "Fuck it, we can't hang on to it anymore. <laughs> we're sending." <laughs> But it, it worked out in their favor overall because people are like, yeah, that's a great response and we knew oh, yeah. about it anyway, but it's nice to have that official statement. Then when they kind of had time to process and everything, the next day they they pretty much emptied the clip. Uh, they, they announced that the Xbox Series X is two ninety nine. The X or no, the S, Xbox the Series S. S. I'm going to do this a lot. <laughs> uh, the Xbox Series S is $299. The Xbox Series X is $499. You can get them both uh, through Xbox All Access, and that will bundle them with Game Pass Ultimate for $25 a month for the Series S or $35 a month for the Series X. And this can be bought through directly through Microsoft, or they are working with select partners. And I think Best Buy and maybe Amazon were on that list of people that they're working with. Both are releasing on November 10th, and pre-orders go live on September 22nd. So what are you guys' thoughts on just the price? <laughs> it's going to be hard for Sony because I feel like they have both points hit. I mean, they have a low, ver- like a very cheap version, and then they have probably the like the most powerful at the highest, which is like a normal 500. You know, I mean, everyone's kind of used to 500 being the um, kind of like the most expensive right now. So if PlayStation comes out to be more expensive or the same price it's like why not just get an xbox series s that's cheaper yeah or just get the strongest thing even that's even more strong than playstation and and an xbox series x so like they really kind of (laughs) like put sony in a weird spot especially because the rumors earlier on we had like the pringles and like some other contests that were giving away a series x had like the uh the fine print leak or whatever that mentioned like the series x valued at or estimated value at five ninety nine. So people are like, it's going to be $600. It's going to be $600. But uh, it's nice to see that, no, it's going to come in at the same price that the Xbox One X was and the Xbox One was. It's not going to be the $600 fiasco that the PS3 had. Because right. as we know from history, that is not a price point you want to release your console at. <laughs> I can't believe they released it as that. Like, I don't even remember that. Like, did they quickly lower the price or did they seriously sell it no, for $600? It was, it was on sale for five ninety nine for a really long time. And they were quoted as saying, people will get a second job for a PS3. <laughs> oh my God. That's so fucked up. Yeah. And then finally, when they re- reworked the hardware and they removed the PS2 backwards compatibility, that they were able to get the price down to match the closer to the 360. 
I think it's wow. not so much that the Xbox Series X is at four ninety nine. I think the S being at two ninety nine yes. is is the killer blow for PlayStation. Yeah. What are you gonna do now? Like you're not gonna sell your your regular PS five for three ninety nine, let's say. I, I do, at least I don't envision Sony doing that. Yeah, we saw the parts breakdown and the PS five costs four hundred eighty dollars to make. Right. So yeah, if you factor in shipping and packaging and all that, it's selling it at five hundred is a loss to them already. Right. So, so would you want to sell it for even less than that? So it's just like yeah. don't really envision that. Yeah. There's no way they can match a Series X or Series S. I keep doing that. God damn it. it it'll <laughs> oh be tough. Um, unless they wanted to do like like we were texting about earlier, and it's still super unlikely if they wanted to do like a four fifty and a three fifty even. But that's also super unlikely because yeah. They have too much of an ego to like undercut, I feel like. They have the market share, so I don't I don't think they need to. Plus they have like Spider Man and that's gonna sell consoles right, at yeah. launch. So I think the PS five will be four ninety nine, the normal PS five. And I think the digital one, if they're really aggressive, the lowest that they'll go is three ninety nine. So then you have like the three different price points. But uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the all access pricing, because we know we're in the middle of a pandemic, which has led to like a, the economy is not great. There's a lot of people still unemployed. So a lot of people don't even have 300 to spend on a console, knowing, you know, all the financial issues that are going on. So making this affordable $25 per month option for people to get their next gen console Plus, get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which includes you know X Cloud, and then they also announced it now includes EA Play. EA Play, which is formerly EA Access, gives you a bunch of games in the EA Vault, which is usually their games. What is it? Six to eight months later, after they release, go into the vault, and then you get like a ten percent discount on any EA products. So, like if you're buying DLC or if you're buying EA. Um, microtransactions and yeah, stuff FIFA, you get small team stuff yeah. or whatever you get a 10% discount on that plus you get uh, up to 10 hour trials of their new games so bundling that with game pass is adding way more value to game pass and bundling that with a new console for $25 a month is like the most affordable way to get into next gen and I think that's going to be a very popular option because if you work out the math uh, $25 per month uh, it's it'll be like a two year contract, just like how phones work. So twenty five times twenty four, you end up with six hundred dollars. And some of you might be like, "Oh, that's double the price of the Xbox Series S." But you're also in- incorporating Game Pass in there, and Game Pass itself is fifteen dollars a month. So technically, you're only paying two hundred forty dollars for the Series S overall. So you're actually saving money, which is not how these leasing deals normally work. So this is a good deal. Like I'm so surprised that they're offering this Yeah, at this value. It's it's a huge, it's it's a big like accessibility thing. Cause if you want people to like the casual gamer and stuff like that to get into it, like I doubt PlayStation even considered doing like the kind of payment plan. This is a huge way to get people who maybe weren't super involved in this console generation and not want to, or people that were still on the fence. This is, way affordable I mean, this is just and also they say there's like oh it's just another subscription service that i can tack on to the numerous other subscription services that i have and it includes hundreds of games right. from xbox and then a shit ton more from ea so yeah and eventually you'll pay this off so i mean like you know then it'll exactly go. two years and you'll own the console we talk about game pass all the time we're just like playing like two games a year from game pass and you've made your money back for three games i guess maybe as far as like getting your money's worth on it, I I don't think it would be too difficult. Exactly. Plus, you'll get xCloud, you'll get Game Pass for PC, you'll get EA Play for Xbox, EA Play for PC. So you'll literally be able to get a Series S and also play on your PC and also play on your phone or your other mobile device. So, yeah, it's a great value. And the difference between the two subscription plans is only $10 a month. So if someone's like on the fence, like, oh, it's... more for the series X. I'm not sure if I want to do that. Uh, that's not, if you look at just the subscription pan, it's only 10 bucks more a month. So that's like 
a much more affordable way to get a Series X. I think in the long run, you do save more money going for the Series S plan versus going for the Series X plan. But um, either way, you're saving money. It's it's cheaper than buying all those things separate. So uh, the other big news was that Valhalla got the opposite of a delay. So now Assassin's Creed Valhalla is releasing on November 10th as a launch title for the Series X. Yeah, come out a week early. Which is great because now you get it at launch and it gives it a little bit more breathing room before Cyberpunk comes out. Albeit not much, but a little bit. (laughs) Better than two days. (laughs) Way better than two days. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, let's talk a little bit more about the Series S here. So it is super tiny. It's literally the smallest Xbox ever. Uh, They did send out some just the plastic shells that they sent out to a bunch of different outlets. So you can see a bunch of pictures comparing the sizes to them. And it is 60% the size of a series X and it is smaller than the all digital Xbox one S it's so fucking small. Like, in fact, there was a, uh, somebody mentioned, or I think, I don't think Xbox mentioned it themselves that back in July during one of the conferences or whatever that Phil Spencer was on, he actually had a series X on his shelf in the back and it was so small that no one noticed it. It was a Series S, right? Did I say X again? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> he had a Series S on his bookshelf in the back, and no one noticed it because it's so small. <laughs> so if you if you want that full-fat 4K experience, you definitely want the Series X. But the Series S is designed for 1080p to 1440p, still at like 60 FPS. Uh, but they did say it will support 120 FPS at some uh, some games like for example Gears 5 that they showed running was the multiplayer was running at 120 FPS uh, they didn't say the resolution but I'm expecting it to be again 1440p they're, they're marketing this as having all the bells and whistles of next gen just at a, a lower resolution so um, that's what they're saying we'll, we'll have to wait to see when the games come out to see how much of a difference it is graphically between the two but they said they designed it to only have a resolution difference so the specs of the Series S, it will have a smaller SSD. It'll be 512 gigabytes versus the uh, one terabyte that you have on the Series X, but it will be the same speed. So still the same I.O. connection with the Velocity architecture. Uh, there is no optical drive, so this is only a digital console. And uh, the GPU is a smaller GPU, so this is only going to be four teraflops versus the 12 that are available on the Series X. Uh, I know a lot of you are probably going to be saying like, oh, but the Xbox One X was six teraflops. Uh, That is six teraflops of the old gen technology isn't really comparable to six teraflops of the new gen technology with RDNA 2.0. You have, it's it's not a linear curve. It's more exponential as the generation increases. So uh, this is going to be more powerful than your Xbox One X. Um, and then they said it will have less RAM, so 10 gigabytes of uh, RAM on the Series S versus 16 on the Series X. I think that's the bigger hurdle in the way of getting next-gen games to run well on the Series S versus the Series X, because uh, less RAM might cause a hindrance. But again, I'm not a game developer, so obviously everything I'm saying, take with a grain of salt. But what do you guys think? Spec-wise, I think it's kind of basically what i would have expected the biggest thing i still can't get over is just like the price of it and i think that's something yeah. that can't really can't stress enough especially for uh like even my friends who game on xbox a lot but uh like let's say like they only play like like rocket league and call of duty and stuff like that for them that maybe gameplay performance from like that kind of avid gameplay perspective or avid gamer perspective isn't as important to them as it is just having access to the games and playing them because like I know they don't all have like 4K TVs. They're not going to drop money on 4K TVs or something along those lines. This is a great option for them to have. Especially even with that difference and having these internals, that is still a great value. Like Xbox is taking a bigger loss on the Series S than they are on the Series X, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and like the game, the games are still going to run perfectly fine. They're going to look great. Like you're obviously not going to get the same performance from the S as you would the X. But just like for that price, it's kind of like, is it that big of a deal, really, if you're looking yeah. at it from that perspective? Yeah, I mean, I feel like 
this is the perfect console for um, kids. I mean, the parents will be like, you know, see these new consoles and there's one for $300 that you can buy. That's Obviously, the, the kid's not going to care that, you know, it's not the biggest model. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're just a parent who's not into gaming, you're like, okay, my kid's like, you know, 10, 12 years old, likes a video game. Well, here's an Xbox. It's cheaper than the PlayStation. And, it's cheaper oh, than it has the Switch. This... It's cheaper yeah, than exactly. the Switch. It's the same price as the Switch. But with the yeah. payment plan, I guess, like, if it's, like, what, 240 essentially for the console itself. Or yeah, if you look at it that way, yeah. Like, if you look at it from that perspective, it's less than the Switch. <laughs> yeah, and then you have this, you know, like, you have, like, Xbox is amazing game pass and it's like the games are for free well i mean for 15 dollars you have all these games so it's like you have an xbox and a very cheap xbox and all these games your kids can just your kids can just play for free it's just like it's such a it's such a ridiculous thing that's happening because yeah. like if, i think if you would have asked us like even three months ago or something kind of like what would the price be if you were doing this i would have i wouldn't have said that they would have had the lesser console for that low yeah, like a hundred dollar difference or whatever would have been more believable. Or like the Xbox Series X would be at five ninety nine, and that would be at like three ninety nine or something. But like to go as low as two ninety nine is just ridiculous to me. Yeah. Which is great. I think it's a great offer. I can't. It's just kind of just so unbelievable that it happened that way. The biggest caveat for me, I guess, would be that the SSD is only five hundred twelve gigabytes for an all digital console. I, I would have really liked to have that at least a terabyte. We know how large games are current gen. Um, I know that there is talk from developers that because you're not going to have the redundancies, multiple copies of data on the disc, because you're eliminating the seek time of a hard disk drive, that game sizes will be smaller, but we won't know that until we actually see the game sizes. Uh, okay. 512 just seems like not enough for a digital console. That's like like three games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's all your space. I guess if you're balancing it out with people who maybe not be as avid gamers, then maybe you can kind of get away with that. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like for kids and stuff, you just play either a free game or just like a couple of like the smaller games that are on pass and stuff, or like the the previous older games that don't take a lot of space would be perfect. And both consoles will support the proprietary expansion cards that um, Xbox is working with Seagate on. Uh, so I think that's how they'll be making some money back because we expect those to be more expensive than a external hard drive you can buy. Yeah, we'll see how all that works out. But we kind of talked a little bit about this already, but uh, what are the implications of this? Obviously, Sony is going to, like, it's their, the ball's in their court now. So when do we when do we think that they'll announce it has to be soon it has to be within like a couple weeks right? like a week but like a week or two at most it completely it completely shoots down my prediction that i made just a week ago but that is true your second prediction my second prediction to just fall by the wayside in a matter of days but like there's no way you let <laughs> xbox sit on this momentum you have to get in to the game now to i guess es- especially if uh Xbox pre-orders go live on the 22nd. You do not want them to have like a longer lead time for like, that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The longer you wait, the more people get antsy and then they'll just jump on the series S. Oh yeah. You know, people so. will, especially for that price point and like that plan. Like, you know, people will do that. Yeah. So I, I think by the next time we record, we might have a, PlayStation we might console. have a date. It'll be tomorrow. Yeah. It'll do it tomorrow. I bet. Uh, I don't think they'll do it tomorrow, but <laughs> Next, definitely next week. Or I guess if you're listening to this, yeah, it might be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like Friday time of recording, it will not be on Saturday. But. So I did see uh, some of the bad news associated with this, I guess I would say. Um, some developers did comment on like, as a consumer, I'm really on board with this. As a developer, I'm a little hesitant. So um, I think people were posting uh, a lot of developers saying like, they're not sure how this is going to work. And if, if the Series S is going to hold back next-gen games, because that's usually what happens when a less powerful console is in the mix. Like, that's the, the lowest common denominator, so yeah, they like have to build the games that. to s- support that. But what Xbox has said so far, M- Microsoft claims that they've worked closely with developers and found that the hardest thing uh, to account for in development is slow IO connection and a CPU. So on the Series S, they did not cut any corners on the IO connection 
or the CPU. So you still have the same CPU, slightly lower clock speed, but minuscule overall. It's basically the same CPU that the Series X has. That's not something that should be an issue. And uh, the IO connection is the same. So the speed that you get on the Series X with the Xbox Velocity architecture with the super fast SSD is the same speed that you'll get on the Series S. So it still supports all the like quick resume, you know, less than a second loading times, all that stuff that the Series X has, you'll still get on the Series S. It's just a lower resolution. They also said that uh, they've developed tools for developers to be able to start building a game for Series X, like the most powerful one, and then scaling that down to run on the Series S. So I'm not sure how they do this. Hopefully that is true and that is the case. But again, only time will tell if that is indeed true. So any any thoughts on that? I think just inherently a little bit concerned um, just because, like you said, with a less powerful console, that is typically the case. It is kind of reassuring for them to say, hey, kind of the things that we found that is the most difficult thing to deal with, we just decided to keep the same, basically. So that in itself is reassuring, but that's way above like my knowledge level for how these games are developed and kind of the hardware involved with that. So to hear developers voice those concerns is, I guess, more concerning for me. Um, but if they're coming out and saying, like, again, this is something obviously, like you said, like, if you're able to pull this off, then great. Then I don't have anything to worry about. Um, yeah. I mean, at the same time, some people were screenshotting other developers who were saying, who have like the series X kits saying that they were like surprised how easy this is to get the games to run on this console. So you have sides, like stories from both sides. So the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle. Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously it sounds like they accounted for this. So I don't think, yeah, I think it will translate very well from the Xbox Series X to the to the S. So I, yeah. I don't think it'll be that bad. Obviously, we're all gamers here, like hardcore gamers. So I assume we're all getting the Series X, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm for sure getting uh, an X. Are you going to buy it outright? Or do you think the payment plan is the way you're going to go? Buy it outright, personally. I wish the I wish the PlayStation had that, something like that. They might. They might now. They might have to now. <laughs> <laughs> I know there was a report recently saying that GameStop wants to offer their own payment plan for the new consoles, but I think that's just because they're hurting and they just want anything to get more sales. So I hope GameStop continues to hurt. Personally, I have some credit at GameStop that I want to use up because I don't know how long they're going to be around. And, uh, I do already have like three years of game pass, so I'm probably going to get it out right as well. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I'm definitely going to get it out right, I think. But yeah, what is the first game you guys are going to be playing on your new console? Valhalla. Yeah. Zach's playing Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. How <laughs> dare you? consoles come out, he's playing How Fortnite. You're telling me I'm going to play Fortnite when there's a new Assassin's Creed game out there? <laughs> you, you truly have no faith in me. Nope. I'll probably be hopping back and forth between Call of Duty and Valhalla. Call of Duty is until the 13th, so there's going to oh, be a three-day window. Well, I'll, yeah, like I said, like I'll play Valhalla as soon as it comes out because that'll be like the, uh, the thing know, to play. Like, the thing to play the as the console comes out. And then like a couple days later, you know, I'll go and hop on to Call of Duty. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be playing Valhalla, but obviously Siege is going to have a next-gen upgrade and it's going to support 120 FPS. Uh, so I'm definitely going to try that out. Um, I kind of want to see how like Apex handles their next-gen upgrade and destiny and all that stuff so i'll probably be testing out a lot of different games that first couple of days yeah i'm, I'm so excited i'm glad that we finally have a date a price a pre-order date like i know exactly how much money i need and the day i need to like get online and get my uh my order placed and everything so yep. now we just need that information from sony yep everyone just send a notification on your phone 22nd of september <laughs> buy yourself an xbox yeah, and everyone just tweeted uh, Shuhei Yoshida, give us the price. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much it for us. Uh, let us know how you what you guys think of this like experimental thing we're doing, where we kind of record on different days after these topics happen and kind of release on a more consistent basis. Uh, we're still figuring stuff out even a year into this, or is it almost two years? It's almost two podcast? years into this. Oh, it's almost God. two years. Time is a flat circle. 
Yeah. So thanks for listening. Remember you can catch us maybe every Monday, maybe every other Monday on Google play, uh, Apple podcasts, Stitcher or Spotify. Uh, you can also reach us with any questions, comments, concerns, talk about how Zach's going to be playing Fortnite on his brand new console at the untitled gaming podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us at T U G P O D on Twitter tug underscore pod on instagram and the untitled gaming podcast on facebook we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews five star reviews for us one star reviews for every other podcast recording like on different days when the news hits to release like yeah i'm I'm here yeah what'd you say oh pat yeah, Pat cut out for me. Yeah, he cut out so bad. I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> uh, did Pat, I? You guys kind of cut out for me. Pat, I also didn't realize that you were videoing yourself because I have yes. not been looking at that at all. I've been purely audio. Oh shit! Can you guys hear me? I think he cut out again. I did cut out now fully. Yeah, his thing froze. Oh fucking hell! It's probably his shitty internet. He only has like what? He only has like fucking CIA level internet. <laughs> <laughs> CIA level. His glasses look like he has a Google Glass or something. Yeah, like because has, like, the screen's screen reflecting. Uh, he just can, ended can his. Uh... Oh, I heard can, something. You cut yeah, out. Can you guys again. hear me? Oh, there he is. It just crashed. <laughs> so right. I'm back now. I guess I don't know what happened, but it just went to like the little Discord spinning thing. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah, can we can hear you. Yeah, okay, we can hear you. Right. So I'm back now, uh, and hopefully no one stopped their recording during that time. That I've been no, recording the whole time. I There's stopped it and then air. I started it again. God damn it. I think he's kidding. I don't think he actually. <laughs> well, now we have another hour of recording to do.